0: From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. It is definitely spring outside, so it's time to get that lawn back in working order. We had so much fun with them last week that we decided to welcome back Andrew Hitchcock from uh, Fondren Small Engine Repair. He's back to help with your small engine lawn equipment, and as always, we can help you with any other home improvement projects that you may have. Got something you want to work on? Share your comments, experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is FixIt 101 from MPB Think Radio. I'm MPB Think Radio. This is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. It's definitely spring outside, so it's time to get that lawn back in working order. We had so much fun with Andrew last week from uh, Findren Small Engine Repair. He's back to help with your small engine lawn equipment. And as always, we can help with any other home improvement projects you may have. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you doing, fellas? Great. That, that, that's it? I mean, <laughs> tear it up, guys! Good job. <laughs> what, what?
2: How you doing? I couldn't be better. Okay. That Glad to be out. back and uh, ready to get in some small engine talk. There we go. All okay. Right. So
1: what are you guys working on, Dell? Right now, we just put a roof on a little addition we got going, and I'm uh, looking forward to getting on the inside of that. Um, we changed out about four skylights and just been doing a number of repairs. Ooh, skylights on the roof. That's cool. Yeah, man. It's a glass room and got four skylights on top, man. It's awesome. Wow. Okay. Jeff, what'd you work Well, on? I'm actually... Presently
2: pouring a driveway right now, so let's pray for no rain until this afternoon. This is, uh, folks, if you don't know, this is how Jeff contracts. He's sure there's some work going on somewhere that he's associated with. Well, <laughs> he's now, here. here. here's my theory on this. <laughs> I guarantee the guy actually pouring and finishing the concrete is going to do a better job than I'm going to personally. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, and of course we've got Andrew here again this week. He's our small uh, small engine repair guy, Andrew Hitchcock from uh, Fondren Small Engine Repair. Fondren, my gosh, I can't talk this morning. How's it going?
3: It's doing. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on again.
0: Now you just showed me a picture of something cool you're working on. What's that?
3: Yeah, we are finishing up a two year restoration on a 1978 Toyota FJ40, and uh, that's been taking up a lot of my free time, honestly, because the weather's so nice and. Uh, I for, those got you,
0: for those of you who don't know what this is, it's amazing. It's like um, it's like an early mashup of a Jeep and a Bronco, like old school. Mm. Uh, it's just this really tough, amazing little vehicle. That's mm. that's that's really cool. Um, okay, so I was talking with a coworker this week, and you know we had the show last week where we were talking to you, Andrew about small engine repair. And this coworker came up to me and said, well, we decided to start going after the lawn this weekend. So my husband pulled out the lawnmower and he went to crank it and it wouldn't start. And we thought that maybe the gas that was in there was old. So he went and poured more gas in there that was from the old can from last year, Mm -hmm. exasperating the issue. Um, What, of course, the thing won't start, you know, under any circumstances. What should be done?
3: Uh, they need to figure out why it's not starting, and one of the first things I would do is get a little bit of gas in a cup and pour it directly into the air intake and try to crank it. If it cranks up, you know you have a fuel delivery issue, and it's probably something wrong with the carburetor.
0: All right, we're kind of in the weeds here, but let me, let me say – How does this person know where the fuel intake is?
3: Okay. Well, it's the air intake. So you'll look wherever the air filter is. there will be a large plastic cover. Right. Uh, And, of course, they can go online and look that Mm up, look at YouTube videos, or, of course, bring it to me. Uh, If they find out it's got a dirty carburetor, one of the first things they could do is try and drain the carburetor, get that bad gas out of there, flush it out, and get some fresh gas in there. And you can do that sometimes without even having to take the carburetor off. So Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Do uh-huh. you
1: remove the air
3: filter when you pull the gas in? Or you yes, pull yeah. The you never want to get an air filter wet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now,
2: could you just spray starting fluid in there?
3: Yeah, you could do that too. It might be easier. I film. was just thinking of what people had on hand, but yeah, yeah. if you got starter fluid, absolutely. That's right, a way folks. better idea. So
2: here, here we go.
0: To uh, spray starter fluid, take the little uh, filter out. I know in my mower, it's a little square filter, looks like a little HEPA filter mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, take that out and um, and put some starter fluid in there mm-hmm.
3: just and, a little quick spray of it
0: right and that should kind of blow everything out right
3: no just, it just it it gives it something to burn so. well that's what that's what yeah. i mean yeah yeah yeah
0: so if there's any crud in there hopefully it'll go away mm-hmm. all right so we've got richard on the line and uh madden is that correct yeah. maiden okay that's one i've not heard of richard's on the line how's it going
4: all right uh... Go through step-by-step step on how I should put a weed eater away for the winter. Uh, every spring, it's like the azaleas bloom and the dogwoods bloom, and my weed eater goes back to the shop. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you need to be, uh, number one, making sure you're always using non-ethanol gas in a, in a small, small engine, you know, like 25cc around there. Because they have plastic diaphragms, and those diaphragms get really brittle when ethanol fuel gets on there. So that's the first thing, is making sure you're putting high-quality fuel in there. Another thing I tell people, I know it's kind of a pain, but uh, you should probably crank it up every once in a while. If you're not going to be using it, you know, get just... Every couple weeks, go out in the garage and crank it and run it. Uh, That's one way to prevent that.
0: Uh, I know what everyone's thinking. Mm -hmm. I've got my mittens on. I've got my hat on. It's it's January second and you got me out there cranking the weed again. Yeah, the neighbors are gonna think you're right, right, crazy. Right, right.
3: Yeah. Uh so I would I would do that. Um if that's not something you want to do, um I would drain the fuel out of the gas tank and run the fuel out of the carburetor, which, you know, just pour the gas out and then crank it up and let it run until it stalls out. And I would store it like that. Um you could also be using just a little bit of sea in your fuel, which is an additive you can get at an auto parts store, uh, and that'll help prevent varnish buildup in the carburetor over the winter time. How do you how do you know how much of that stuff to use? Yeah, it's on the side. It's usually like like a half a cap full for something that size. Can I
0: ask another question? Since how you
4: brought the subject up. Oh sure. Sir. Okay, gasoline. Uh, use non-ethanol gasoline. Mm-hmm. The book says ethanol gasoline is fine the uh, uh Everybody else I've talked to in other parts of the country say they use un- they use ethanol gasoline and I talked to a guy who did small engines and he said he didn't know what the problem was, but it seemed like that everybody in Mississippi in this area of the country has problems with ethanol gasoline and small engines.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well I mean it is the ethanol. Don't listen to what the manual says. It says it can handle up to 10% ethanol. It can as long as you're constantly running it, but if that ethanol sits in your in your engine over any extended period of time, it will clog up everything. It'll it'll eat gas lines and uh diaphragms. Just stay yeah. away from it.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, in Mississippi we have
2: almost two seasons. Which means we have to put away the weed eater for a little while. Uh-huh. Look, I, I can tell you from experience, the the ethanol um, gasoline has has literally destroyed the plastics on some of my motorcycles and and small oh, yeah. engines, mm-hmm. like like you say. And uh, I didn't know what was going on, and you know, finally took it to the shop, and they said, "Hey, it's real simple. You're using you're using ethanol fuel, mm-hmm. huh?" So. You know, because we didn't have that problem when, when we had uh, leaded gasoline mm-hmm. and all that stuff back in the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. All uh, right.
4: Yeah. All right. I'm gone. All right. Thanks. Thanks for calling.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> ah, man. I love people that work on things. All right. Bye. Okay. So we're talking today uh, to the small engine repair guy, Andrew. And, and, and here's some of the stuff that I wanted to ask today. Okay. What is the most common problem you have to fix?
3: People that let it sit for too long and then come to me because they won't start up now. Full crank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's always, especially this time of year, I get so many calls. Well, I mean, I swear this thing ran perfectly two uh-huh. months ago and now it won't do a darn thing. And I said, Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Uh huh.
2: And, okay. You know, a- Andrew made a great point and it's so simple to do what he just told us to do, which is take the filter off and put the. Well, no, 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 because now you're now you're fixing a problem or try attempting to um, drain the fuel Uh and run it until the the fuel goes out of that carburetor. Uh And And other than some moisture getting in there and Mm -hmm. rusting, you would be fine. Mm -hmm.
3: A lot of moisture shouldn't really get in there because it's pretty much a closed system. So Yeah, I mean, people would do that, but they just
0: run their gas out all the way. Now, and yeah, nuts. that's
3: only good if you don't have a fuel pump. Like, uh, if you've got a larger riding mower with a fuel pump, you can actually damage a fuel pump by running the gas out. But on something like a push mower or a chainsaw or a trimmer or blower, uh-huh. it's perfectly okay.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Got a couple of emails to get to when we get back. Uh, We'll continue our discussion after the break. What problems are you having with your lawnmower or the weed eater, which seems to be an issue this time of year with everybody? I always find like six weed eaters on trash day for like the next two months on the side of the road. 877 MPB ring is the number to call, 877 672 7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Dell Moore from Affordable Solution 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Our guest today is Andrew Hitchcock from Smondrin Fall Engine Repair. Fondrin Small Engine Repair. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. Also, if you want to join in the conversation, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Fellas, I was at the home show on the coast this weekend, and that was phenomenal had a ball with that. I you know it's it's interesting because I've been to the to the home show in Jackson, been to the home show on the coast, going to be doing the home show in Tupelo if if not this year next year. But I can say that it's it's weird the different sort of products that are offered based on the geography. Uh everything changed I got down there when I'm in Jackson, I see a lot of uh you know there was a lot going on with backyards and things like this when i was on the coast a lot of what was going on down there was was very protective measures everything mm-hmm. from um uh boy you could sell a generator at that place i tell you oh, what i bet mm-hmm. it was i'm serious you could walk around and there's generac kohler and briggs and stratton just beating the fool out of each other mm. it was great <laughs> um but i'm it, it they had a lot different products than I found at the Jackson Home Show, and it was excellent. It was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm really happy that you guys invited me out there. That was a lot of fun.
2: Now, Jason, let me let me just share one thing with you that's coming up in January. Mm-hmm. The International Builder Show will be in Vegas. Wow. You you need to go to that. You would be like a kid in a candy. You, you may never leave. That's it. That's uh, what I mean, I'm doing. Let's go ahead and
0: plan it. All right. Uh, So, all right, here we go. We got some emails that came in. And this is funny because, you know, our show reruns on Saturday. So we do get some emails in from that Saturday show. And this is one that we got in after uh, the past show. Okay, here we go, Andrew. I have a five-year-old Kabuta Zero Turn that has started uh, surging at idle. I've gone online and read that it is likely an air or fuel issue. Mm-hmm. I changed out all the filters as well as have run Seafoam through the fuel tank on several occasion occasions until I used the entire bottle. I also started using non-ethanol gas before I was using the blended gas with fuel additive. It seems to run fine at full throttle while cutting, but when I idle down it may backfire and then start to the surge process. Mm. I also changed out the plugs, but this didn't help either. Any suggestions?
3: <laughs> He's he said all the first things that I would have said. Uh I'm not totally familiar with that engine, but uh it may be a fuel injected engine. Uh and if it is, yeah. I would check the O2 sensors and it could have a vacuum leak also.
2: Man, this just went
3: from yeah. a change well, your old sure.
2: <laughs> this went to uh this went to number ten on the hammer
0: scale. Right, right, yeah. So uh, uh yeah,
2: let's remember that. Yeah. Maybe you
0: should find a small engine repair person.
3: It's almost like <laughs> taking it to a like a auto shop at that point. Right, yeah. <laughs> right,
0: yeah. I don't want to fool with if it. You're, I know if that. you're into the oxygen sensors now, we're doing <laughs> yeah. right. Wait yeah. a minute, we just yeah. jumped ship there. Yeah. We jumped the shark. Okay, uh, another email that came in. You guys ready for this? Um, from Thomas, I want to use PVC for HVAC ducts under my house in Forest County, from the trunk to the floor vents. Burying it under the ground to save space. Will this work? We did Maybe a cricket see. sound, Java.
2: Well, <laughs> it was just kind of like a or like thank you for coming to well, he, he, this, Hines oh, County Library. Here, here's the part that bothers me about that. Um we're we're taking a round peg and trying to put it in a square hole because we're doing something that we normally don't do right that raises a red flag in my mind every time okay so so tell people in regular language what this guy's trying to do well he is trying to vent uh, obviously he's on a conventional foundation mm-hmm. and animals are probably tearing up his ductwork and he's mm-hmm. tired of fixing it so he said I'm going to bury PVC in theory I, I like the idea but i'm worried about an insulation factor i'm worried about a condensation factor well good thing if it's if it's um, if the portion that is buried won't have a insulation issue you know well yeah but the portion that's outside would but now you know now i'm driving my air down i'm turning i'm driving my air back up sure. I, I don't know it, it's just we use metal duct that is insulated right um and now we're going to switch to PVC. I, I'm afraid to say I, I don't have a comment on that because it's, I don't well, know. It's kind, of, I mean,
1: it's, it's kind of a rigging job. This is against the rules because you don't use um, plumbing pipe for your gas pipe. You know? right, right. So everything is made to do what it's supposed to do, you know, perform the way it should. I, I'm like, Jeff, it might not perform right. You might need to add um, a blow fan or something else into that to get your airflow right or and then your different seasons. I
2: think, I think I would just do some research on it. It's a great yeah. idea. Um
1: I think uh, it's awesome. I want to like come works, over and help.
2: Sure.
0: That sounds fun. Sure. What size PVC pipe? About this big. I just held up something that was yeah. probably like <laughs> I mean five and, and, inches. And where would you get that? Right. You know, so the store. <laughs> All right. Uh let's keep let's keep on going. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring uh, one of my favorites on the line right now. Timothy in Louisiana, what's going on, man? Uh, good morning, to y'all. Morning. How is uh, life off the grid?
5: Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Um, I, I, I'm actually building a a, um, a water heater to use up my excess power that I make off my wind turbines now.
0: Right, because uh, why wouldn't you?
5: Know, you? To, to, yeah, to protect my batteries because... I've got three-phase wind turbines, and they just put out too much power sometimes, and you've got to use it up, you know?
3: Oh, okay. he's bragging. It's right, oh, no, 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 right. Humble brag. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, go ahead, Timothy. Uh, what do you got?
5: I, here's what I'm looking I You know, I'm looking for a small gearbox that I could put onto, like, a five-horse Briggs and Stratton that just had an in and out, you know, forward and reverse. You know, and I was wondering mm. if that guy knew of anything that was available.
3: I would look for an old tiller. Oh, yeah. That, that will huh. that'll be a strong gearbox. It'll be a gear reduction gearbox. Yeah, uh, that's what I'd like. Okay, actually. great. I want to run
0: it at the
5: top of the power arc, but it, I want to match it up to a propeller on a boat.
3: Yeah, well, I don't <laughs> I know. That may be too thing- much of a gear reduction for a propeller. I'm not sure.
5: That I know, I know boats inside and out. I know what I, you know, I know what I got a power band and how to achieve it. Okay. I just want to know a, a manufacturer. Wow. I used to use these gearboxes from Granite State Machinery. In um, what is that, New Hampshire? Okay,
0: Timothy, you're leaving us all behind, man. <laughs> so right. I tell you well, what,
5: I got one. I got one more suggestion. All right, go ahead. On the pipes, on the on the pipes under the house. Yeah. Use clay pipe. Okay? and Why clay? And, because um, it acts as an insulating factor.
0: Oh. You
5: know, and look, we built cool tubes on our houses when I was a kid
0: uh-huh.
5: that would bring in air underground 18 inches down, actually 18 inches at the house, and then they sloped outward towards it. And, and when it came down and made that L at the bottom... Uh-huh. We drilled through the pipe so they need condensation. We would run away from the house and out and down into a sump hmm. underneath
0: Interesting. The bend in the pipe. Okay.
5: And here's what it did. It, it cooled the air before it got to the house down to 58 degrees. Wow. Okay? And in South Texas, that's a heck of a difference.
0: <laughs> right. All right, Timothy, we appreciate it, man. You have a good day. Let's keep on moving. Uh, we've got Joshua on the line in Mobile, and you had a comment about those uh, PVC pipes.
4: Hey, good morning. How are you? Hey, how's it going, man? Fantastic. So I would recommend that the caller or the email or mm-hmm. only use ductwork that can be bonded because air moving through any tube causes a static electricity buildup. If you're spending gas... Our gas off, or any kind of uh, any kind of air, and you're going to build up static electricity. And also, we have a radon problem, and that can mix in with the anything in the ground.
0: Oh, okay. The the radon issue going into the ground, yeah. Yeah, um, but it, you definitely took-
4: want to run your air through anything that can be bonded. That's why you use metal ductwork because metal ductwork can be bonded and grounded.
3: Gotcha. I just had another thought. Um, If you've got PVC and you're pumping hot air through it, you may be getting some off gassing off of that plastic, which could be unhealthy. Right. Right. Could be causing cancer. So that's
0: true. Okay. Wow. You know what? To the guy that was going to do that, maybe you shouldn't. (laughs) Let's just let's just stay with that. Right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Let's keep going to uh, Keith in Memphis. What's going on, Keith? I'm doing pretty good. about yourself? Very good. What do you got going
4: on? Uh, I've got a question. I've got a friend of mine. He swears by this. He puts a little two-cycle oil, uh, mixes it a little bit stronger in his gasoline to store his lawnmowers, or stuff like that over the winter. It keeps everything lubricated, he says. Is that a good idea, or is that going to harm the engine?
3: Or, I mean, it, it's not going to harm the engine if you do just a little bit, um, but I don't see how it's going to help you at all because, I mean, two-cycle oil mixed with gasoline and a two-cycle trimmer over the winter will get clogged up just like gas that didn't have two-cycle oil in it. So, I mean, you could use a product like Stable or Seafoam, but just putting oil in there, I, I don't think you're going to get any real benefit from that. Okay. That
0: answered my question. Hi, uh, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks. Um, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. All right, I got this question from the wife the other day. How often should you uh sharpen your, your blade for mowing?
3: I tell people to do it once a season, uh, but it's really it's really how you mow what your yard is like if you're hitting lots of stuff. I mean if you've never hit rocks or stones uh-huh. or anything, you rarely have to sharpen it, but most people can't resists hitting the occasional stump or yeah. lead pipe coming out of their yard <laughs> right. uh so well it is you know uh, if me, you it, got
0: a lot of if you got a lot of pine cones or something like that you're mm-hmm. i mean you roll over it thinking oh, i'll fix that sure you know i mean that's mulch yeah, this part of the mulch yeah, yeah. feature <laughs> yeah. A, yeah i don't have and to it, deal with that and it sounds good right
2: well uh do you have to clean your yard no
3: no, <laughs> right. well, uh, yard? no. no. <laughs> right. i just, just I, I right,
2: recycle it through my mower and throw it onto the neighbor yeah right. yeah
3: and i will say that if you if you in this goes to everybody listening uh if your blades are dull they're not really cutting the blade evenly and when you cut the top of the grass uneven you're increasing the surface area of the cut which greatly increases the chance of getting some sort of fungus or disease or, on your grass so you want as sharp blades as possible whoa
0: Felder was telling us something about uh-huh. that, was not he? Well, uh, the thing Felder told me, which was genius, he said, if your yard is real junky and stuff when you start, Felder is the guy that does the Gestalt Gardener on Friday. He said, don't sharpen it your first couple of times because you're going to be running over all the big stuff. Sure. First th- <laughs> mm-hmm. sharpen it after you've like knocked all the big weeds out and the and the pine cones and the you know sticks and whatever mm-hmm. else, and let that blade take the brunt of the beating, mm-hmm. and then and then sharpen your nice uh you know blade for the rest of the season.
2: Yeah, I remember him telling us that the the file was the most important. He said sharpen your shovel. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay.
0: And I did that the other day and it was the smartest thing I think I've ever done. I had to dig into some really compacted soil mm-hmm. with definitely had some clay in it and mm-hmm. it, and it happened to be one of the two days this year so far that, that everything was not was wet. dry. Yeah, yeah, right. Um well I tried to go into that soil it was like impossible it's like going into a brick and I went back and I sharpened the blade. Oh my gosh. Where's this been all my life? Right. Mm-hmm. Like cutting butter with a hot knife. I know it's great. So anyway Thanks, Felder. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. You know what? We're going to take a real quick little break, and um, we'll continue our discussion after the break. What problems are you having with your lawnmower, your weed eater, your chainsaw? I had one of those this weekend. It says the chainsaw killer. We established that last week. 877-MPB-RING is the number to call, 877-672-7464. Or, of course, you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is fixit 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein. Here are contractor Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from HouseWorks. Our guest today is Andrew Hitchcock from Fondren Small Engine Repair. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. Also, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, real quick, let's go ahead and move to the phones. Alan is on the line from Bahalia, and uh, he's got, uh, well, it's a gas issue. What's going on, Alan?
6: Uh, I just wanted to make a comment. Um, my kids ran the NHRA Junior Dragsters, uh-huh. which were Briggs and Stratton motors, with but, but they ran on alcohol.
0: They ran was, on alcohol?
6: Yeah, straight alcohol motors. Wow. And so at the end of each run, and then when we put them up for the season, we, we'd fire the motors up, but we would hook up a can of WD-40 to them. And then just run it and run the WD 40 through the motor and through the carburetors and stuff. And so I do that with all my weed eaters and lawnmowers and everything at the end of the season. I really? have no problems. Awesome. So, so, but just, you know, if you pull the fuel line off your weed eater, empty the tank, stick the little hose in there and start it, stick the hose off the, you know, WD 40 and then fire it up and it'll run on the WD 40 just fine. And, uh, but that, the WD-40 protects all the rubber gaskets and seals and stuff in there. Just leave it, leave the WD-40. That it sounds awesome. makes
0: it's sense. Cool. Yeah, that, that, that does make sense. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, right. Good for you. All right. Very good. All right. Thanks a so lot. Appreciate Thank
1: it. The WD.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, real quick, got an email here uh, from Elizabeth. All right. You guys ready? All right. Hello. Recently, I had a mortar repaired. I had mortar repaired between some bricks and concrete brick areas, and it appears that the workmen used a charcoal color instead of a sand color, which would match the color that they replaced. I know it will have to be redone, but I'm wondering if they can take a small amount off the top of the grayish color mortar and replace with the sand color, or the or will the gray color have to be removed completely? It has been eight days since the work was done. I live in Her- Fairhope. Thanks. Thoughts, mm-hmm. fellas? Can you take a little bit of that grout out and put some in over it to make it
2: pretty? No, you're, you're going to have to take it out and redo it. But if they have the exact color, unless your brick is just a, a few weeks old, it's uh-huh. not going to match anyway. Now, it may get closer. Right. right. And over yeah. time, you know, it may eventually weather like the other mm-hmm. mortar on your house. But. You know, obviously, if they use two different colors, we can get it closer
1: than that. Oh yeah, yeah that's about the best you're gonna get on that. Um, old and new is just not gonna look the same, but you can get it real close. Can but you lighten that mortar at all once it's been once it's dried? Uh, it is what it is once it's dry. Yeah. Um, and especially if they use a, um a darker color or you know something different,
0: mixed mixed something into the mix, uh, a color into the mix.
1: Yeah, now you can um, do a little um, abstracting with it, you know, just try and get that blend right. But anybody ever painted grout?
2: Oh, yeah, no, we do painted brick all the time. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a
2: possibility there. Mm. Possibility. Yeah. Okay. Everything's possible.
0: Right. All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Okay. How do you know what kind of lawnmower you need, Andrew? All right. So start from the basics, man.
3: Uh, I would look at uh, the size of your yard. Um, You don't need something big if you've got a tiny yard. How old are you? What kind of strength do you have? Do you need to have an electric start? Do you need self propel, uh, start weighing those options. Look at your budget. Mm-hmm. You don't want to spend a fortune if you can't afford it.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. This is, this is the time of the show. You know, we always have a time on the show where we put our guests on the spot. So tell me a mower you would not buy for your
3: family. Uh, any, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> we're allowed <laughs> to talk brands here. This is I guess. why it's would the spot. Okay. Bye. I'm not going to get sued saying that, anything. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's a company called MTD. Uh, they make a lot of engines for Cub Cadet. I really don't like the engines. That I find their quality kind of subpar, and parts are not very readily available, making them a little on the expensive what, side. What else
0: are they in besides Cub Cadet?
3: Cheap lawnmowers from cheap Chinese off-brand lawnmowers from Walmart or uh, department stores like that. Okay. Oh man.
0: Mm-hmm. But you say off-brand. So if I buy something that is. Uh, a brand that I recognize now, a brand that I recognize might be Weed Eater mm-hmm. or Pullen.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, those are names I, I recognize mm-hmm. in lawn maintenance. So is that a good thing?
3: Uh, I would just stick with engines you recognize because Pullin doesn't, pullin and Weed Eater don't really make their own engines. They'll subcontract the engines out to Briggs or
0: so. Which which uh, engine? Uh, which engines should I choose from? If I'm looking at a bunch of uh, different mowers in a in a box store or something, uh-huh. uh, and they've got, say, three different mowers there, d- different brands or whatever, uh-huh. um, which engine should I look for first? It
3: depends on what your budget is. Uh-huh. If you've got a bigger budget, I would go with the Honda. Uh-huh. Uh, but if you're looking to save money, Briggs & Stratton is perfectly fine. They're made in the USA. I just like Hondas more. I think they're better.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not safe to buy more from the dollar store? Right. <laughs> sure. Yeah, go for it, Dell. <laughs> right. Friends. You make it through the yard one time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so
0: now, now I've worked on some Briggs and Stratton engines before. The good thing I can say about that, and you mentioned that it's an American-made uh, brand, the good thing about a Briggs and Stratton engine is that you can almost go to the shell station around the corner and get parts for it. Mm-hmm. It's it's everywhere. Everyone sells parts for a Briggs engine mm-hmm. because they've been around for forever. Mm-hmm. And pretty much if if you've ever seen a go-kart or a <laughs> these things are on everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh it's a red and black insignia with a diamond in the middle. That's the Briggs thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, you'll find a couple of others out there Kohler. Mm-hmm. You see Kohler out there. Um You see Honda, obviously. Mm -hmm. Are there some others out there besides that MT? What did you say? MTD.
3: MTD. Yeah, I like Kohler's a lot. I put them on on par with Honda, actually. Mm -hmm. Maybe not quite as good, but they're still great. Uh, There are... I know I'm forgetting one. Tecumseh engine. Tecumseh, yeah. I hate, I hate those things. They're so hard Tecumseh to work on. Tecumseh is a
0: really old school engine that's uh-huh. been around for forever. Actually, it was the competitor to Briggs and Stratton mm-hmm. back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: yeah. they are a nightmare to work on, uh, but people love them, but I I hate them. Right. Uh, I avoid those if I can.
0: And 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 when you hear Tecumseh, it's kind of like hearing about Indian motorcycles. You know it was cool at one point. You just yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
0: um, all right, no one calls eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Let's go to Jerome and uh, Corinth, uh He's got a comment about that Kubota. Are you with us, uh, Jerome?
7: Yeah, hey, how you
0: doing? Good, what's going on?
7: Okay, um I uh got a small engine repair. And I ran across a problem, not necessarily with Kubota, with some of the uh, old uh Kohler engines that was on there. Yazoo zero turn the old one wheel in the back mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, narrowed it down to the spring that's on the governor. Constant use will weaken your spring and won't hold your governor in place.
0: Huh? You know. Well, that's the way. That's that's the fix. That's the way you figured out how to fix it.
7: Well, see, we test the spring. We get a new spring and put it on there it'll hold up for a long time. You know. We went through everything, cleaning the carburetor, did the valves, all this stuff, like they still surge, Right. And then it came down to the spring. We added another small spring to it uh-huh. and stopped it.
0: Oh, and, so you uh, just realized that you, you created a, a more, uh, there's more tension. There's a mm-hmm. tighter spring. But a little
7: bit more tension yeah. because right. when, you, when the, once the air goes to sucking and stuff like that, it kind of like close your governor off. And the mm-hmm. you, spring get weak and it won't hold it back.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I that makes a sense. I use
1: shoestring or something like this. A shoestring. Yeah. Just pull it, yank it back.
0: And yeah. Tie it in place. <laughs> right. You know. Uh, actually, you know, uh, thinking of that, we've got uh, an, an email here that, that kind of falls into that. Last year, the throttle cable stopped controlling the engine. The engine would start with full choke, but ran only at full throttle. To shut it off, I had to close the throttle at the engine with my fingers. I replaced the air filter and throttle cable last week before the 1st startup of spring. The cable action seems normal, but the engine won't start unless I jam the throttle open with a stick. Then it runs, but dies immediately if I remove the stick. Uh,
3: it sounds like a kill switch problem to me, because the engines will have an engine brake and a kill switch that that throttle controls both of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you turn the mower off, the brake goes on and the kill switch turns Turns on, too. So it sounds like her kill switch may be, have some crud on it. It's not making an electrical connection anymore. I fixed okay. one yesterday, actually.
0: No, this a switch that happens when, like, have you guys ever run over, like, a really big root, and the, the whole thing
3: just oh, goes, yeah. yeah. no. poof,
0: You think you killed the more? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you think you destroyed it, yeah.
3: That's called shearing the Woodruff key. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. that is almost killing it. Yeah, okay. No, there's no kill switching you when you hit something. That's just the engine. Like, I've had enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really no wanted more. an excuse for that, man. You're not
0: helping me. <laughs> yeah, man. sorry. All right, let's keep on going. Let's go to Brad and Pontotoc. And uh, he's got a chainsaw that gets hot. How are you doing, Brad?
5: Hey, how you doing? Good. So I've got an Echo Chainsaw. It cranks, runs great, idles, but as soon as it warms up, it just starts going dead, and you can crank it a time or two, and it'll crank back up and run 10 or 15 seconds. Then after that, you've got to let it cool 10 or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. it crank back up and run fine again.
3: Yeah, so what happens is uh, you have something called an ignition coil, and every time that flywheel turns, it sends a, it sends a signal through the ignition coil, which sends a spark to your spark plug. Yep. And that ignition coil... When they start to go bad, they overheat. And as they overheat, they stop sending a signal every time the flywheel turns. So it starts to stall out your engine. When they get so hot, then there's no signal. And then the engine won't run until it cools off again. Uh, so what you need to do is replace your ignition coil. And I'd probably recommend replacing your spark plug, too, while you're doing that. It's a pretty okay. easy fix. Just go on YouTube and watch how to do it.
6: That's behind the recoil where you crank it.
3: That's right. Can, yeah. Off. That's okay. right. Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's what fantastic. I was
1: thinking.
3: Yeah, wow. that's what you were. Thinking. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Cuz
1: we were going to buy a new one.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> someone's smart here. Okay, number to call is 877 MPB ring. That's 8776727464. We're going to take a quick break and uh when we come back we're talking more about your lawn equipment. I know it's going to rain today, but there's going to be sunshine later. Isn't there going to be a sunny, like, Easter weekend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So there we go. All right. Uh, also, if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. Uh, 877-MPB-RING is the number to call or send an email to it 101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Our guest today is Andrew Hitchcock from Fondren Small Engine Repair. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. Also, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call at 877 MPB Ring. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at org. Have the bane of many people's existence. A question about it here on the phone. John is in South Haven. What's going on,
1: man? Hi there. Hi. Uh,
5: I have an old Ryobi string trimmer Mm
8: -hmm. that has
5: attachments, you know an edger uh, a little filler
3: mm-hmm. right
5: and it works fine until it started leaking fuel around the uh, the little fuel line. Mm-hmm. and I I have not been able to locate one that fits right Um. Uh, and I called the company, and it's changed hands, and they sent me some and, and it leaks. Do you have any idea where I
4: can find
3: it? yeah, um, what I would do is go on Amazon and type in the model number of your trimmer, and so you sh- I'm sorry what he said Amazon yeah, yeah you'll have to go online. And go to Amazon,
0: right? Go to Amazon and uh, and and check out, get that part there, and order it. It should be fairly, yeah, uh, explanatory. Go go and check out the YouTube video, like Andrew mentions. That's that's really is the way to uh, to check that out. Yeah, and to fix that. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. What's it mean when a lawnmower is
3: smoking? Uh, well, I guess it just had. You know, bad upbringing. Oh, man. <laughs> Where has that been Sweet. all my life?
0: And, and, and Java was supposed to get a did I'm dum ready. Oh, come on, Java. Uh, what
3: color is a smoke? Uh, white. Okay, that means it's uh, probably burning excess fuel, so I would, I would check the carburetor. If the smoke is black, that's usually oil, which is a way bigger problem.
1: A oh, way bigger. Okay, mm, yeah. okay. Um, what does it mean when it's making that knocking sound?
3: That's when a bearing is going out on the connecting rod or the crankshaft, and that's, oh, that's when you got a real okay, big problem. Okay, you know, make dealt. that matter to me. What do you mean? What
1: are you
0: talking?
3: About? You know, be- a when the bearing going
0: out on a crankshaft, what do I do, man? Yeah, Obsessive, you pray.
3: Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Get down on your knees and pray because right. you know, you're not going to be able to fix that okay. for any good amount of money. That's for sure. All right.
0: Um, what are the? Let's see. When do I know it's time for a new mower, man? I mean, now, of course, you can take anything to a small engine repair mechanic and possibly get it uh, alive again. Mm -hmm. But really, when is it time to give up the ghost?
3: I mean, just look at how much you're spending on it every year. Uh, If you take it in for repair, I think most people, including myself, will give you an estimate. And if that estimate is, I usually tell people if it's over half the cost of a new mower, I Uh would suggest looking at it. Uh, looking at getting a new one, right? Yeah.
0: Now, is there a certain let's say, is there a certain point price wise that you get with a mower, uh, or 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 a, a chainsaw, or a trimmer, anything like that? When you get into say the professional grade, should you always choose to repair? Is it is it better to repair when you get into the high-end stuff? Because you just don't, you know, you, you don't want your high-end stuff to be disposable.
3: Yeah, you know? no, absolutely not. I mean, take take a high-end still chainsaw, like a 660 or something. Mm-hmm. That's a $1,200 chainsaw, and every part can be replaced. So, I mean, worst case scenario, your crankshaft seizes or something, and you need a new crankshaft connecting rod or your case splits, like, you're talking about two or three hundred bucks, and now you're back in business again with twelve hundred dollars. Right. Sold. So yeah, it's almost always with a real high-end thing like that. It's almost always worth fixing. Okay. All right. Good yeah. to know.
0: All right. Let's go on to uh, Scott. He's got a, uh, a a mower running through. What's going on, Scott?
8: Thanks for taking the call. Uh, actually, I'm from Missouri, but I'm traveling through Mississippi. Heard your, heard your yeah. program. I thought, well, I'm going to call them about this lawnmower that I bought.
0: Those are different in Missouri. I'm sorry. We can't help you. <laughs> oh,
8: okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I bought this lawnmower. It's a Sears mower. It's a, it's a breaking and, and Stratton, and uh, it's a craftsman. And what it's doing is it'll it'll start, but it'll run rather rough, and it'll continue to run rather rough. I've had this carburetor messed with twice on this thing, so I'm, I'm, I don't think a carburetor is the problem. So, what do you, what do you think is the problem with something like that?
3: When you say it's running rough, are you talking about it, it's like surging up and down?
8: Uh yes, yes.
3: Okay, I mean, usually rough running is is on a, an engine like that would be, you know, a dirty air filter or a, or some bad gas or. Um, what else? Uh, maybe time no, to change the oil.
8: Yeah, we've we've te- we've taken care of the air filter. We've we've actually put 91 octane in it. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the non ethanol uh, non ethanol fuel in it. Um, it. I don't think that's it. Um, I'm wondering if there's something else going on with it. Uh, I met uh, one of your other callers had made noted something about the uh, the spring tension uh, not holding kill switch open mhm is can that cause that kind of problem or no
3: uh i mean sometimes the spring or the kill sw- uh, it, sometimes a brake spring on the cable excuse me let me start over sometimes the cable doesn't go all the way back when you try to pull it all the way back so the brake is still partially applied to the engine but the kill switch ah. is now off so your engine is trying to run but it's having trouble with that brake so that is possible interesting uh, Do you feel a lot of resistance on the string when you pull it back to start it? Or is it easier? Uh, Do you feel like it's easier than it should be?
8: I don't think it's difficult to pull. Of course, I'm 6'4", 210 pounds. There's not a whole lot that's difficult for me to pull. Mm -hmm. But uh, it doesn't seem like it's terribly difficult to pull. Uh Uh, It seems to pull fine, Okay, and it seems to start fine. And it'll run. It'll run relatively decent. Uh, you know, maybe 10, 15 seconds, and then it'll start doing the surging business. Hmm.
3: That makes. I almost um, think that sounds like an ignition thing. If it's if it's starting okay, and then then running rough. Have you checked your spark plug out? Check the gap on yeah. it and everything.
8: Well, I'm pretty sure I did, but I can do that again. Yeah. Uh, what else? What other parts of the ignition are there? Uh, other than the spark plug? Is I know the coil.
3: The coil. Yeah. Yeah
8: is that about
3: it yeah that's it that's that's all that's all there is to it wow okay
8: well yeah. i can maybe try a new coil on it then yeah uh, can the coil i mean it was a new mower so how old uh, is it? it oh it's less than a year Oh, uh, shouldn't it, we barely yeah
3: wouldn't it wouldn't be the coral then not uh, less not than, after than a year? year
0: why are you fooling with this man take it back. yeah take it back if it's less than a year
8: <clears throat> No, nah, i'm past my warranty oh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Almost like it was designed to do Almost that. Almost like that. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh,
0: thanks a lot, Scott. We appreciate it. Sorry about that. Do try that. I did hear uh, something that he said in there that made some sense, though, as far as uh, the spark plug gap. It's not something a lot of people check. Um, might want to look at that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, you know what? I guess that's kind of it. We talked about the home show. I was there this past weekend. We had. Andrew in finally for a full show of small engine repair and talk to apparently the most intelligent engineers on the planet today because most of us could not understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah. But we do appreciate your expertise. Oh,
3: thank And you now we can start
0: a motor a mower when it will not start when mm-hmm. we bring it out in the season. So there you go. All right, folks, that's it. We made it through another hour. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener is Liz Gill. For Dell Moore, Jeff Sammons, and Andrew Hitchcock, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.
2: Support for Fix It 101 comes from Atmos Energy, with a reminder to call 811 before starting to dig to get underground utility-owned lines located and marked. It's free, it's safe, and it's the law.